On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we've got a really special guest, our Panther reporter in the building, and we're talking some sports. Are you ready? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Recording in progress. I know. That's what I'm doing. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff, at carolinasportstalk.net. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, soon to be Twitch, all of that. We out here, as you already know. Man, oh man, oh man, I am so glad that you guys are joining in with us for another episode. It's new episode Wednesday. We got the prime time late night drop going on this week. Without further ado, though, let me welcome in my main man and yours, DJ Highstar, in the building, in his building. What's good with it, bro? Trying to come with the new energy for the new year. It'll be not too long before I come up with a new thing other than Skibbity Bebop because you've hijacked that. And, and, and butchered it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. repurposed it as your own. And that's fine. Okay. Just be on the lookout for new colloquialisms from mm. DJ High Starter Shit. I like it. I like it. We're going to talk about the word of the week in just a moment because I, I, I've got to <laughs> give a rebuttal to uh, one of our buddies, our friend of the show, family of the show, who tried me on his show on the low, but we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, I got to introduce my guy. Welcome back to the program for the first time at 23, our Panther reporter himself, E. Tyner. What's good with it, bro? Oh, I was waiting on some like claps or something but oh you don't okay. hit the applause the okay. applause was going it's riding no uh, yeah I, right i i did not i did it not wasn't loud it. Enough. it wasn't uh, loud enough anyways that's fine it's okay um happy new year's to you bro yeah yeah happy new year happy new year um i'm, I'm glad to be back on here man like i, I kind of missed you guys for a little while but uh, you know feelings mutual bit, bro the feelings yeah, mutual good that makes me happy um <laughs> the uh you know, times are tough right now though because the Tar Heels keep blowing things. I don't, I don't understand, bro. How we keep managing to lose like everything right. we're doing. You start early. You yeah. know what? And, let's, and yeah. as a matter of fact, yeah. let's just jump into it, man. Normally we start off with football, but what is going on with the Tar Heels basketball team, is, man? Okay, bro. But coat, looks like a sad little boy that lost his toy at the park. I don't know what it is, but whenever they like down or the chips are against us he just looks helpless and it's like bro you are one of the most dominant big men in the country right now i need you to do your thing bro it's, it's not even just the basketball team though it goes back to the football team it's like we haven't done anything we were supposed to do we blew the acc championship game when we were leading we blew the bowl game when we were leading and then we blew Multiple games in the basketball season. Blew the game last night against Virginia when we were leading at the half. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wearing my um, 
my Tar Heel pajama pants right now, to be honest. And normally it brings me good luck. But um, right. I, I think I need to hey, throw them this, in the trash this? and like get me some new ones because right now the luck has been about – it's looking about as rough as my ex in the morning, man. Hey, you know hey yo. My <laughs> oh, man. My oh, man. With the shots early. Shots fired. They Innocent shooting. Bystanders. They shooting. <laughs> Innocent bystanders. Okay. So let now, me ask- I feel you though, Etana. Let me ask you, uh, fellas, though, what do y'all think it is? Is it is is it just the fellas playing beneath their potential? Do you think coaching has gone awry? Do you think that just the rest of the country <clears throat> has figured us out? Because like you mentioned, we, we were up on number 13, Virginia, last night and just all of a sudden decided that we didn't want to be up anymore and gave it to them in the second half. We were outscored by nine points in the second and ended up losing this thing to the 12-3 and three Cavaliers. So what is it? Is it coaching? Is the players? What, what do you think is going on with the basketball team? Uh, I, I think that they they got too comfortable, got too relaxed, and they let the expectations get in the way. And because uh, last season everybody doubted them, and they never really got the respect they deserved, so they were constantly working to earn the respect of the league and everybody else in the in the country. And they came in ranked number one, and I think that that got in the way. I definitely think that that contributed. Um, outside of that. Like like Eric was saying, the way last year ended, certain teams, you're going to do one thing, one of two things. Certain teams take that taste of defeat and carry it with them as a motivating factor. And then other teams just, you know, take that as a level or a sign of comfortability, if you will. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. A confirmation of comfortability that, yeah, along with truth. where we ended last year, now we're ranked where we're ranked going into the season. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a cakewalk. And it's like, no, you got to still work. Still got to do the job. And, and I, I agree with both of you guys. And I, and I think I think I lean more heavily to the they started believing the hype. They, they, they saw the headlines and they saw that one on the left of their number. And felt like, oh man, we're here. We're the truth. We made it to the national championship. We da 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 da. da. When the same grit and, and that determination that that allowed us to even get there last year, it is nowhere to be found. If you look at the field goal percentages from yes from uh, last night's game against the Virginia team, uh, the Cavaliers, if you would, twenty one of fifty three for thirty nine point six percent in the field goal, eight for twenty four for thirty three percent from the threes. And eight for twelve at the free throw line. That's that's not going to get it done in the ACC. That would barely get it done in the, in the MEAC. You know what I mean? In the SWAC, let alone in the ACC. I guess it's the type of competition we've got to face up. And even the road doesn't get easier because even coming up, like we've got games against Louisville, against Boston College. Uh, we we still got Duke coming up, Syracuse, Pitt again. It's like that's not going to get it done. I, I don't I don't know what we're going to be able to do, let alone against like the Miamis of the world, but. I hope they figure something out soon and get it together because I'm right now while we're recording wearing my Fireflies hat and it's not even baseball season. I'd love to be wearing some Tar Heel merch, but no, I, you gotta, I can't do you it. You got to get to a game. You got to get to a game. You know what? I'm, I'm thinking that sounds like a plan. Me, me, you, and E, we got we got to make it out there to, to do to, – Ooh, did I almost throw up in my mouth just now? To Tar Heel country. No, actually, what? we can go to Duke wearing our Tar Heel stuff. I'm with it. Now I was I was I'm always with the Tar Hill trip up there to Hillsboro or whatnot, Chapel Hill. But I was talking about the Fireflies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, taking a game down there. 
As a matter of fact, you guys hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Let us know where we should go. So we've got Fireflies on the list. We got Tar Heel Country on the list. I'm, I want to personally add the Savannah Bananas because I've heard their games and atmosphere is just like that. So hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line and let us know what semi-pro or pro or college, any sports that we ought to go to this season, and we'll do some reporting from there for you. So as we move forward, I do want to jump back into a little bit of football, man. Uh, the NFL had a great week this past week. And week 18, the final week of the season. Um, before that, though, we do want to t- give an update on DeMar Hamlin. He has been released from the hospital. So shout out to that young man. Glad to see that after his cardiac arrest, he is out of jail, some might say. <laughs> First of all, that's first of all. But second of all, now you're getting into your be easy bag. Be what? easy toes the line. You want to try to tilt the ratings and saying that you wild right now. A little bit. Hey, Patty. New, he new. said he said that Damar Hamlin got out of cardiac arrest this week. Some would say that he got out of jail. Yeah. I'm so glad this show is like this Big whole clip. thing is not on national TV because if we were, you'd be getting canceled right now. I forget, but see, here's the thing. <laughs> I only say that because I know bruh's healthy and I'm glad it's like, there was a question that I heard. Um, actually, you talk about Be Easy on the DJ Blaze radio show podcast. Uh, this week, they talked about it a little bit and, and they had a discussion on whether or not he should actually play football again. Bruh seems like he's healthy. Like I understand <laughs> cardiac arrest is a big thing and I'm, and I make a joke of it and, and say, y'all don't like cancel me for real in real life. But at the end of the day, bro is feeling better. He's talking. He's moving. He, he's he's eager to get back into the flow of his regular life. And so, I'm if there was any like issues or like long term things, or he was still in the hospital, then no, I wouldn't do that. But I joke because it's with the encouragement of understanding and believing that bro is going to be healthy and be back. And I honestly feel like he should play football again if he wants to. If the doctors give him the clearance to do so, I feel like he should rock with that. But um, I, I'm 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 in favor of it. I'm I'm really glad again that bro is healthy, but. Throughout the week, they could, uh, they really could have used them on the football field, even though they did take care of business against the Patriots. Shout I was out, about to say. Shout out to Patriot Patty. But in a regular season um, finale, the Carolina Panthers took care of business, if you want to call it that, <laughs> against the New Orleans Saints in a 10-7 win. This was quite possibly the longest and most agonizing season of professional football I have ever had to endure as a football fan perspective it's all perspective yeah this is worse than having went to the super bowl and lost this was worse than in 15 season um and i'm talking about from me from my perspective so let me speak on it but (laughs) it it it, it was just a long season with all of the doubts and the ups and the downs until the point of just losing hope but i got it i got to be a real dude and give it to you um high star I don't know that I could leave the Carolina Panthers as, as a fan. Um, I, I did some soul searching and really was just like, if they do this, am I going to leave? If they do this, am I going to leave? And it's like, I can't go nowhere, man. I've been a fan of this team for 25 years, 26 at this point. I, I can't go nowhere and leave them boys like that. So I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck with them. But Yo. I, I want to get E's perspective on it. Yeah, my fault, E, real quick. As, as, a, as a native New Yorker, I only have one thing to say. Duh. <laughs> Are you dumb? <laughs> Duh. You know what? Wait, wait, wait. I got to drop for you. Wait, wait. 
Stupid. I'm not going to let you get a chance. Period. But no. So moving forward, we know that the Carolina Panthers have the number nine pick in the draft. Eric, what are your thoughts on either? Let's start there with the draft. Where should they go with the number nine overall pick? Man, it's tough because um, there's there's a certain quarterback that I would love to see them draft, mm-hmm. um, but he's not. I don't think he's going to go early. Um, and I know a few a, a, a little while ago, uh, I think I said something along the lines of I, I think Sam Darnold had had possibly maybe earned maybe another year. If we didn't see a um, a good fit at quarterback in the draft, and um, I, I changed my mind, I I changed <laughs> my mind. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if we would go quarterback early because I think the best fit for us mm-hmm. is going to be like a third round draft pick. Okay, um, and that's Stetson Bennett. I would love to see. I would love to see him come to Carolina. Um, why? The problem with that is, uh, he. Well, I'll, I'll get to why in just a second. Okay, but I think, okay. I think the problem with that is, is he's already twenty five years old. So I'm by glad the time, that, oh my fault. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was saying, I'm glad that we're recording this so that the fans could see Big Cliff's facial expression as soon as you said Stanton. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, <laughs> He he's already twenty five. So by the time he really adapts to the NFL, you know his career might be on a decline. Um, but I don't know. I just like his his work ethic, um, the energy he brings, and I think that would be good for the team um, if he can trans transfer his talents to the NFL. He could bust. You never know. But um, that's that's the main reason. But I think honestly, we should trade back. Hmm. We should trade back. I don't or hate take that a idea. corner or take a corner. Yeah. I, let me know when y'all ready for my hot take. Oh, you know what? It's hot. What you got for us? Pause. We will utilize our. Draft picks at everything that all of our deficiencies and Carolina Panthers will be the next home of Lamar Jackson. Mm. You get it two times for that. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Billionaire owner that wants to make a splash and make a name for itself. Situation up there in Baltimore where, and they have Huntley. The situation up there in Baltimore where they're trying to uh, throw their uh, – this is a family-friendly show. Throw their weight around as men to show who's the bigger man. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect situation. All right, a couple of things to dig into what both of you guys have said. First, I don't hate the idea of trading back or and or trading or selecting – a cornerback and or another skilled player position, um, skilled position player at the number nine pick. I don't also hate the idea of signing a quarterback in free agency. I have been I both on record and in conversation talking about the Lamar Jackson situation. I don't see them signing him to a long-term contract this year. 
especially because of him ending the season hot, knowing that they would have to pay him significantly. I think the number that he won and is ready to settle in at is at two sixty. They're not. They don't want. They don't want to pay that. And so I could very easily see them either franchising him and then him walking after that one year or there'll be in some type of splash trade type situation. It would take a lot for us to to be able to trade for him. I'm thinking it would probably take some of those skill position players that we've held on to throughout this um, burn, burn sale, fire sale, if you would, throughout the year. So like a Brian Burns, um, maybe a Chuba Hubbard and, and a couple others and that number nine pick and some other things. I could see that being a situation. But I don't hate the idea. A player of his caliber and then to address the offensive line position and continue to bolster it in free agency and and then build around him, I could see that being a situation where um, if they were able to hold on and make the pieces fit, I would love to see that happen. And so I don't mind that. Now, to your point with trading or, excuse me, with regards to E picking up a quarterback in the third round, we did that last year in one Matt Corral, who's actually the only quarterback that we have on on the payroll for next year. He's the only quarterback under contract moving forward. What are your thoughts on them trying to give him a little bit of burn throughout the offseason? He's just recently had the pins removed in that Liz Frank injury that he suffered prior to training camp in the beginning of the season. Where do y'all stand on? And I'll start with you Ian, and make it the high star. Where do y'all stand on giving Matt Corral a chance to see what he can do and if he can be the quarterback of the future? Um, I see it happening uh, as far as just giving us a different look at everything. Um, ultimately, what Sam Darnold is trying to show is is his leadership abilities and stuff like that. So I see I see the Mac the um, again with the logistics of it, the way that you just worded it and everything. Contractually, he is the only quarterback that is currently you know slated to be on the roster next year. And so if, you know, any of DJ High Star Stradamus's, you know, hot takes start warming up, you know, and we, we don't know what's, what kind of talks are going on upstairs, then you, n- you never know. So I, at this point, as you put it, we, we're going to see a rehab, but it's, it's, it's hard to gauge, I guess, you know, at, at this stage, especially at this stage where we haven't even seen the Super Bowl yet. So we're not even talking about offseason as a whole for the NFL, but definitely Carolina's in offseason mode. But it's not that we would see too much rigorous activity from him to be able to gauge and be like, all right, he's, you know what I mean? We're going to give him the the steering wheel. Okay. Eric, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, personally, I would like to, to see what really what he's got. But, I mean, he looked average in his Cup and his little bit of play time in the preseason, um, but of course that's a a third round draft pick playing in the NFL immediately, and you know it, it it's like a give or take situation. Um, but you know I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think there might be a better option in the, in the draft this year compared to Matt Corral. Here, here's the thing about Matt for me. I watched him play down at Ole Miss, and and he he played at a high level in the SEC against some of the best defenses in the league and in college football. Um, I know that when he was drafted as that third-round pick, we did move up to the number 92 spot to get him, but it was with the idea and and the forecast that he was going to be a project, that it was going to be some work, um, and and it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of give him 
the tools to be what they felt like he could have been. Having lost this season was really big, a really big hindrance for his development. You can sit in all the meetings that you want. You can go through all the walkthroughs. You can be there. But without getting those reps, without being in practice, throwing footballs, running around, and actually implementing those things that you're learning in the classroom, it it, it put him a year back behind the curve. Um, and, and and I'm sorry to cut you off, but the crazy thing is, is that there were opportunities. There were plenty of opportunities for him this year. Had he been healthy, he would absolutely have gotten some burn this year, which would have right, wrong, and different, giving us an opportunity to see not only what he was, but to see where he needed to have developed. And they could have given him that focus throughout that throughout this offseason and potentially put him in a better position to be either the starter and or to take the reins at some point in his career. But I, I agree with you. Although he was a, a third-round pick, although we did move up to get him last year, that, that injury, I think, might have sealed the deal for him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point – he was a part of a trade and or released. Um, now, if he comes and is healthy and looks way better than he did before, because as you mentioned, even during his limited play before, he was against third and fourth strings and didn't look that great then. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he's not on our roster, even next season moving forward. Um, it's it's a lot of, lot of football still left to be played with regards to the playoffs, but even with that, um, a, a whole lot of decisions that the Carolina Panthers have to make in order to figure out Absolutely. what the direction is going to move forward. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, the, I think uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the way that uh, the league is, we've got to be honest about everything. And it's very, very tough to be the face of a franchise and also lead that group of men. So like <clears throat> in, in his <laughs> class or category, you've got, not only, of course, the Patrick Mahomes and, and the Lamar Jacksons that are leading their, their, their kind of their generation of players, but then you've got the Josh Allens, Justin Herberts of the world that are gunning um, every week and, and then other guys that are looking to make a name for themselves still and, and hold their weight. So, you know, you've got to – the only way to secure a spot and, and have your name being talked amongst that conversation is consistent play. And, 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 and availability, really, being on the field. Uh, I saw a, a stat the other day regarding Patrick Mahomes and his availability. And um, that speaks to where he's at and what he's getting paid. Mm-hmm. I think um, this, is a, this is another Will Greer type of situation. We took Will Greer in the draft, and he sat behind a couple quarterbacks, never really got a chance. And then when he did get his chance, he got hurt. Uh, well, first he got his chance, got blown out in Indianapolis, played absolutely terrible, and then got hurt. Uh, and then he just never really developed into anything because um, he never got the opportunity. And I think that's going to happen to Matt Corral too. Also, I think it's interesting that – and obviously it's – because of injury, but all the, I don't want to say big name young quarterbacks because they're not really big names, but everybody knows who they are. All the younger quarterbacks, particularly from last year's draft class, mm-hmm. all of them played this year, if, if I'm correct. At least majority of them played. They did. And uh, all of them won at some point or played good. Malik Willis played played decently. Mm, that was the one exception. Malik was trash. That um, cat, yeah, he can't throw the football. 
not at the, not at the professional level. He might be the one exception, but for, for your point, <clears throat> to your point, the rest of them at least played significantly and and did decently. But Malik Willis looks like a complete yeah. bust. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, like you said, he's the one exception, but the rest of that draft class performed, you know, rather well. Um, the, I guess, based off of their each of their individual situations, but. I mean, even even Brock Purdy came in and took his team to the playoffs. I, mean, I agree, absolutely. And he's Definitely an anomaly, perform. though. I I I, I, I will <laughs> say that he is the the outlier for me because nobody was expecting him to be who he's been. But large, I, largely, I like that you say that. A large part of that comes, and and so, and so folks that are saying, "Oh, draft so and so," or even for Stetson, who I would like to go on record as saying will be a bust. I don't like the kid, the uh, the gentleman, the man. Would you like to get that out of <laughs> the way now? <laughs> I don't like him. He he's gonna be a bust. Go ahead. You want to get that out the way now? Fuck it. And I'll, I'll I'll keep you on I'll keep you on task. Would you like to get that out the way now, though? What you talking about? But your your not your beef with Stetson, but you know your your critique of Stetson. He's Why just, will he be a bust? Oh, he's just he's just not a really great player to me. He's a system player who I feel like has the talent. If I'm going to if we're drawing some uh symmetries, the same way that Purdy has come into a team that was custom built and just they are loaded and stacked on the defensive side. They have the most offensive skill talent, if I'm going to be honest, of probably any team in the league right now, and he's doing the things that they're asking him to do but he's not doing anything spectacular. He's not like making these amazing 60 yard throws. He's not messing up. He's playing sound fundamentally good football. He's not a bad player, but he's not great. If you take Brock Purdy and put him on the Carolina Panthers, we don't win anything. If you take Brock Purdy and put him on, on some, on some of these other good teams, I don't think that he's going to be as good as he is. But again, because they are who they are defensively and with this amount of skill players that they have, then he does what he's able to do. With regards to Stetson Bennett, it's the same thing. Georgia has the best defense in college football. There's those who may want to argue with it, and and it's arguably the truth. But offensively on the skill side, he's got enough skill players that he does what he does. He does have some moxie. He's got a little bit of swag to him, but he's not going to be able to come to the NFL and have that same level of success no matter where he goes and in what situation he goes. And so, I'm I'm coming on the record to say that it's my opinion that he's going to be a bust. I know that's your boy. I, one of us will be right, and the other one will be you. But as we move, <laughs> if we anticipate it and kind of Can look, I, go ahead. I'm I'm sorry because I know that this is the new freestyle structure of things, but if I could just give flowers real quick. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence, man. Um, you know, a couple of years. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no. E. E. No. I'm sorry, bro. I know that that's definitely not your favorite person in the world, but I'm just saying, as far as from a macro perspective, if I was an executive in Jacksonville, I'd say, <laughs> okay, we made good on our investment. You know, and I hate to talk about players as commodities, but. The guys delivered and at least, you know, come on, bought them from obscurity, at least. It's Bro, a step in the right direction. How how do you mess up on a reverse? 
Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, E. We're not going to talk semantics right now. The guy, the guy, the guy, you know, he, he, he did what he had to do. But my, my other question. Yeah, he hit his running back in the dome with the football. <laughs> hey, everybody makes mistakes every once in a while. <laughs> and listen, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not a Clemson fan. We already we know what that is. I, I like the in-state teams, whatever. But I got to res- that guy's going to be the truth. He is the truth with his ability. So I'm, I'm going to give him that. Um, Can I give a quick shout out to Durant from the Rams real quick as well? Mm. Uh, he showed he kind of he was he's he's it, it reminds me of uh Jennings from the Colts when he was playing with the Colts mm. that played at OW Orangeburg Wilkinson down there in Orangeburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durant is really representing well out there in LA. Shout out to Jacoby Durant, man, South Carolina State University alum. He actually was awarded the Rookie of the Year award with the LA Rams. Um, he was the first Rams rookie in history to have recorded a sack and an interception in one game and so shout out to bro man doing his thing out there uh, i'd like to so, see it even though that the team was trash their season was horrible <laughs> my dog out there doing his thing so shout out to him right so wherever you I, I don't know where you were driving this thing but i definitely wanted to speak on playoff talk before we left the uh, nfl today no i actually wasn't gonna gonna leave just yet i want to give a preview of those, but before we get into the playoffs, I wanted to get your, your you guys' opinion while we got our Panther report. And this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man Big Cliff sitting in with our co-star DJ High Star and our Panther reporter, my guy E. Tyner. Now I want to uh, ask you guys: the coach, co-star, co-host, blinking hard. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, so like the coach of the Carolina Panthers uh, is. is Man, oh, man, there's no clue at this point. I will say this, and the one kudos that I will offer to David Tepper in this offseason is that when he went into his initial coaching search after firing Ron Rivera, he went and the first coach he sat in with was Matt Rule. Fell in love with him. Man, I don't know what the rest of these guys good, but we got to get him before everybody else can. And he made a, a rash decision that I think had he taken the time to do some research, he might have went a different direction, and we might not be where we are now. But in the instance that we are, they're interviewing everybody. Uh, If you are a young and upcoming offensive coordinator with any type of skill, including those who have spent some time in the organization, I think at current, at the last time I looked, they had interviewed something like eight or nine different candidates already to this point, some of them old school, but again, mostly just a lot of younger offensive coordinators anybody's game at this point uh what are your thoughts who do if you guys had to kind of if if somebody pinned you down pause and just was like yo who's the coach of the carolina panthers who's your money on right now and we'll start with (laughs) high star yes pause but um immediately immediately so that we can and also in the spirit of keeping this thing going as far as the show i would say uh Little guy that rhymes with barball, scarball, <laughs> snarball. Mr. Harbaugh, the coach of the Michigan <laughs> Wolverines. Now, I will say this: there's there's been been some reports recently, and it's ironic in the timing, nonetheless, that. As soon as he starts getting his name floated, Denver requested permission to talk to him. And then we were allegedly contacting him to kind of reach out. Now there's some allegations of some uh, high level uh, 
errors that they have made or uh what is, what's the word i'm looking for um it's the infractions that that are going on at the program and so now those are being investigated as well there are some thoughts that that might be enough to keep him where, where he is right now i'm not saying you know i'm not crying foul or anything but or uh foul but nonetheless you going hardball which way you going e uh i'm going steve wilkes <laughs> walk chalk no, i huh? like that i like that go ahead e. i like that uh Jim Harbaugh, I would not be opposed to. But okay. the problem with that is, I mean, well, let me start with the good thing. The good thing is he knows how to build a football team and he can get you to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The problem mm-hmm. is he can't win it. He can't win a national championship. He can yeah. build it. He can build you a team to get to a national championship, but he can't win it. He can build you a team to get to a Super Bowl, but he can't win it. So what's the point in going to the Super Bowl, making all these moves, building you a great football team just to lose? Um, so I don't, I don't trust Harbaugh in that standpoint. Um, I don't, I don't think Steve Wilkes will be the head coach. That's who I want to be the head coach. I don't know who the coach is going to be, but I think the odds are stacked against Steve Wilkes because we're interviewing offensive coordinators. I can see that. I, I, I'm on record. I am (laughs) on record, but I'm going to say this, and this, this may be a contradiction, I don't. I still no. No, I'm not contradicting nothing. I still don't think Steve Wilkes will win us a Super Bowl. Period. But answer the question, though. The question is, who do I think should be or will be the next coach of the Carolina <clears throat> Panthers? I'm going to go a wild card here. One that's not even been been interviewed yet, but I feel like he may be. D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. He comes from much of the, and this is the one area where it may be a contradiction a little bit. He's got a similar type resume as a Steve Wilkes, where he's got the, he's the player focused centric. They're going to run through a brick wall for him. But the same thing that I've been screaming that while we need certain one of these other coaches like a Brian Flores or somebody like that, that's going to be the same knock against D'Amico Ryans. And so I I do want to be transparent in saying that, that he doesn't have the resume. He's not been a part of a championship team he's not been a part of the championship culture unless the Niners go and win the bowl this year and then that negates all of that but I I do think that he would be a good fit I think he's a nice young coach who has the ability to reach the players and again he's a part of a champ what could possibly be a championship environment now now I don't know why there's not been more buzz around Brian Flores I still think that he would be the ideal fit for what the Panthers are trying to do and would love to do in Charlotte moving forward but if I'm if, if you gonna make me pick a pick right now, I'm gonna go D'Amico Ryan's. Black man, black ball. All right, that's Brian Flores. Yeah, right? but that's all one right. thing. Tepper, David Tepper, don't care nothing about none of that. I honestly, I will give him that. Salute. Salute. The only color that matters to him is green and gold. Right. Green for the money and gold because he won a championship. And whatever is going to be to be able to get him to that point, I do believe he, every move that he's made to this point has been that mm-hmm. within reflection that he wants to win. He's just not done it right so far. And so that's why I would love to see him do something like a Brian Flores. So, I would like to so, correct you, though. You said green and gold. It would tell you to be green as silver because the Lombardi trophy is silver, not gold. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so, Big Cliff, I, I did want to say real quick, because I'm reporting live from uh, Patriot Patent Studios, um, was like I was over here during the game, but 
could that game have not gone any more perfect for the NFL? Because we kind of tap danced on it and kept it moving, but we didn't talk about the P. I'm, I'm a PR major. Shout out to Claflin University. The PR and everything that the NFL did post this situation. Which game are you talking um, about, bro? Oh, I'm sorry. And I apologize, guys. The Bills versus Patriots. But could it have gone any more perfect as far as a storybook situation? You open up the game with a kickoff return. In the middle of the game, you get another kickoff return going for you. Turnovers galore. Offense clicking. Stefan Diggs making big, huge plays. I mean, it was, it was, you couldn't have written it any better if he was Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Here's the thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they did at the end of the day, <laughs> simply because we all know the NFL is rigged and, and they do what they want to do to make it shake in a certain way anyway. So they very well may have written it. Who knows? But I, I think ultimately this has been an amazing season filled with ups, downs, even from the components of the injuries and, and to see players be able to bounce back to a tongue of Aloha, who is slated to possibly be missing the uh, playoffs. <clears throat> um, I, I think it's been an amazing season, nonetheless, despite everything that's going on. And as such, uh, that's a perfect segue to move us forward into the playoff preview with wild card weekend starting this upcoming weekend, January 14th, 15th, and 16th. Let's take a look in the NFC first. We're going to just run through a couple, run through the matchups, six games on each side, and do some quick pickums, and then we'll move forward. So first up, the Seattle Seahawks, the seventh seed at the number two, San Francisco 49ers, and that one's going to take place Saturday at four thirty. Starting with you, High Star, which way are you going, Seahawks or Niners? Niners, yo, easy money. Um, I, you know, I, it's best for me to you pick quick, you know. You pick long, you pick wrong. Pause. But Niners, you know, just too much offensive firepower. Okay. E, where you going? Niners, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, and we're going to make this a clean sweep. I think the Niners are clicking, like you guys said. They're getting healthy at the right time. That defense looks scary. So, yeah, Niners in that one. Next up, the New York Giants, the sixth seed at the number three, Minnesota Vikings. And that one takes place Sunday at 430. We'll start with you on this one, E. Giants or Vikings? I'm taking the Vikings. I think this is just overall a more experienced team in big game situations. Okay. High star? Eric said it. That's huge um, experience. Um, taking the Vikings as well. If I look at a matchup directly at Kirk Cousins versus Danny Jones, um, I just like the Vikings. I like the defense. I like the skilled players. And I like the veteran uh, leadership of Kirk Cousins. Earlier in the season, I said that I was not a believer in Kirk Cousins. And through the year, he has done some things to try to really change my mind. And he has not. I am taking the New York Giants in this game to come and upset the Minnesota Vikings with that great season <laughs> that they had, even though that defense is looking like they are. They've got the wide receivers and they've got talent. I am going to pick the Giants for the upset in this one. Next up, the Dallas Cowboys, the fifth seed, taking on number four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. High Star, which way are you going, Cowboys or Bucks? Ooh, and this one is Monday this is night. Be a good. Oh nah, that's what I'm saying. Hold on, real quick. I have to phone a friend. Shout out to Patriot Patty. Hold on, real quick. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, while he is doing that, E, which way you going with it? Uh, Cowboys or Buccaneers? E, E, my bad, bro. My bad on that. Okay. Um, I saw a meme the other day. It was Tom Brady with his gray hair, and it, it said, uh, made the playoffs at eight and nine. I'm going to go steal the Super Bowl. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Uh, let's go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I start. What did your phone so a friend I'm result? here with, uh, exactly. I'm here with a Patriot Lifer live. On on um on on the scene, and she said she's not going with Tom Brady, and that she likes the Cowboys. And I honestly agree with my sis. I like the Cowboys defense. I like a healthy Dak, Zeke, Tony Pollard. I like the Cowboys in this one. Um, I don't think that I think that this is the final sign for Tom Brady that yo. I I don't rob Florida for all I could rob them for. <laughs> it's time to go. You know, so I, I, I got I, the Cowboys. I, I would like to point out real quick, even um, though I never bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> I know this is completely irrelevant, but I, I saw a sign yesterday. Right, mm-hmm. a sign. It was just it was a message. Okay, I was playing Madden. All right. Now I was playing some franchise mode. Right, and I was rebuilding the Panthers, and I went to the NFC Championship game. And Dak Prescott threw five interceptions mm. in, in that game. So I, like I think Jake that's DeLong. a message. The Cowboys are one and done by far. If for no other reason than to hear the cries <laughs> and the whimpers of Dallas Cowboy fans, I hope for that fact alone that you were right. I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers exclusively to represent the NFC South 1-2 because that da- uh, – Tom Brady has never lost to the Dallas Cowboys in his career. And I don't think he's going to start now. I'm good stat. Good stat. Healthy stat right there. <laughs> like As we that. take a Tom look. Tom Brady has never lost to the Dallas Cowboys. If we take a look in the AFC, first up, first matchup is going to be the Miami Dolphins, the seventh seed, taking on the second seed, Buffalo Bills. And this game is going to be Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll start with you, E. Which way are you going, Dolphins or Bills? Um, it's gonna be a good one. I'm, I'm gonna take the Bills. Up. I think it's gonna be a really good game. Okay. Really good. All right, high star. Which way are you going? Um, important note for this one is Teddy Bridgewater not is in for Tua. Um, I if if I was like in any kind of fantasy league, I'd be excited and stuff because Tariq Hill, Jalen Waddle, and and stuff like that. But I'm not in any fantasy league. Because I think that they'll still get their stats. However, Buffalo, again, inspired and coming off of the momentum from the Patriots win, will go ahead and take care of business. The first time that they're seeing their teammate this week physically, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Um, Buffalo is going to take care of business. They, they're going to try to make this a storybook season, guys. Let's, 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 let's be clear, all right? I'm glad you uh, said though, that because that's all yeah. I was about to say. Even though DJ High starts saying it, I don't want to be like the guy that's like, "Oh, I said it first because I think that's on all of our minds. That's a little bit, you know. Uh, so we're gonna see the marketing of the NFL come to play, <laughs> and we're gonna see if if you see a little bit of magic, don't be surprised. <laughs> you you we we all know the win one for the Gipper or or you got to give them something to avenge. And how the Avengers were, but 
when teams have something central to to rally around, and a lot of folks try to manufacture that, and, and it doesn't always get the the same result. But in this instance, to have seen their brother on that field, and to know the lengths that they went to to support him, <clears throat> that I don't see the Buffalo Bills slowing down at all. Now I know that they've got a, a long road and a high road against them. The AFC is murderer's row when it comes to talent and defenses and and big football players and teams. But I'm taking the Buffalo Bills in this one. I don't think, especially with Tua Tagovailoa being out of the game, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not liking the type of football that Miami's been playing. And they snuck in technically at a seven seed. Yeah, the Bills a big win, uh, big win for this one on me. All right, next up, the Baltimore Ravens, the sixth seed, taking on the number three Cincinnati Bengals. This one's Sunday night, eight fifteen. I'll actually start off on this one with. Your boy being, uh, we just talked about him coming to Carolina, but we don't even know if he's going to be coming to Cincinnati to be able to play the starting quarterback, and that is Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. There's some question on whether or not he will be healthy enough. Uh, One report even saying that he's got a long uphill battle. All of that being said, and with uh, Broadway Joe, if you would, and reincarnated over there in Cincinnati, I'm going Bengals over the Ravens in this one on Sunday night. High star, which way are you going? Bengals or Ravens? You kind of took my thunder there, but it's not really a hot take. But I don't think that Lamar – I don't believe that Lamar is going to play. I, th- I believe that we'll see Trevor Huntley. Uh-huh. And um, I'm just – honestly, I'm going to – I'm going the same way that you are. I see Cincinnati making some sort of pseudo run, if not a run. The similar to what they did, like this is the thing, guys. Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Pat, and uh, I said, and Patrick, and the Patrick Mahomes, nah, in Kansas City, along with LA Chargers, are in, all in good shape and in good hands, all four. <clears throat> so we can never be surprised when they're in the conversation at the end of the year, similar to Green Bay the last five to ten years, how they're always in the conversation, but you can never really predict, like when they're going to blow and when they're going to do their thing. It's, it's, the, it's the same thing here. So, um, yeah, I take Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati. Um, I like the momentum and, and the stuff that, they, that they're doing right now. Okay. Eric, which way are you going with it? Um, real quick before I answer, did fun fact, did y'all hear about um, or did y'all see what the – where the NFL had posted this thing or released this statement talking about how the cancellation of the Bills and Bengals game affected the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, and with them having to play, possibly playing at a neutral site and all of that and stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. So, and and that that could happen if the Chiefs play the Bills or the Bengals. It doesn't matter, either one. Um <clears throat> So I'm going to take the Bengals. Not for that reason, but, you know, Joe Cool, all that fun stuff that y'all done talked about. Um, um, Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals. I I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Bye, bad, bro. All right, and then the last matchup of the uh, wild card weekend, the number five-seeded Los Angeles Chargers taking the trip down to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Five-seeded Chargers at the Jaguars. We'll start with you, E. Which way are you going in that one? 
Oh, bolt up, baby. That's all I'm going to say. Mm, Chargers. Okay. High star. Yo, shout out to our pro fight, Dimitri. I love you, bro. <laughs> Just want to say that. <laughs> but no, um, he is a a resident Charger fan, and I just don't. I, 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 I'm sorry. He, simultaneously, I'm sorry, and shout out to Dimitri, but I believe in Trevor Lawrence right now. The momentum nope. that him and ETN have down in Jacksonville. So, what you call that momentum? Barely sneaking by the Titans. Mm, I, I honestly though. I kind of got to go with High Star on this one. I think Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence is going to step up, and he's going to show them why he was the number one overall draft. <clears throat> and I, I am taking the Jaguars in this one over the Chargers. Although I believe that Justin Herbert is an amazing quarterback. They've got some really skilled offensive players. I even like Darwin Jar- James on the defensive side, but I don't think it's enough. And I don't know that they'll have enough defense to slow down that that multi-headed uh, Jacksonville Jaguars attack. So. Overall, I'm I'm excited and looking forward to a really great weekend of football. Um, and, and and kind of as a segue, I'm hoping that it's a lot better than what our national college championship was. And for those of you who may have missed it, the Georgia Bulldogs destroyed the TCU Horned Frogs by a score of 65 to 7. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this one, but uh at what point did you guys turn the channel and stop watching the national championship? Starting with you, E. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to answer this, and then I'm going to go in reverse for just a quick okay, shoot. moment. Um, I never turned it off. I, I enjoyed every every second of that, but I kind of feel bad for TCU now because they're never, never going to get invited back to college football playoff. <laughs> So I feel so bad for them guys. It's like how you make it to the big stage and lay that big of an egg, bro. And it's like in the first in the first half, it's like, okay, yo, they might be coming to play. Okay. TCU scored the quarterback. Okay. And yeah. then that was all that she wrote. George was like, Oh, y'all think y'all tough? Y'all come to score on us? Did did you see um Kirby Smart's uh the audio of his pregame? No, I didn't. What did he say? Oh, uh-huh. He, he said something along the lines of, uh, and I quote, it's about who we are. Go out there and F their bleeps up. Uh-huh. And, and they did that. I think, and for those who may, may yeah. have missed it, the Texas Christian University's head coach uh, had some shade to throw at the SEC, talking about how they played cupcake schedules out of conference and how they manipulated the schedule. And it, and it seems to be a, a pretty – Common argument and or discussion amongst those who are, for lack of a better term, SEC haters, where they say that they play these smaller schools up in the weeks up against some of their more um, tough competitors in conference, and they play like the Citadel. He, he was quoted as saying, oh, when you play that, then of course you can get an inflated schedule and make it in every year. But there's a different brand of football that's played out there in the SEC, and so I think they can afford to do things like that. When, when your in-conference schedule is as tough as the SEC is, um, you you can do stuff like that. Now, at the end of the day, that was very clearly some bulletin board material for the Georgia Bulldogs as if they needed another reason to get up for the national championship and and for the first time in the uh, current era, in the world well, with the current format, be the defending world champs and then come, 
yeah, defending world champs and then come back and do it again back to back. Man, I I saw yeah, one Kirby. meme that said they they beat the Christian out of them, <laughs> <laughs> and they absolutely did that. Go ahead, Kirby Smart had mentioned that too. What the TCU coach said, he said, "Did you hear what he said?" And then he said some other stuff about it. He was like, Don't, "There ain't nothing to be worried about. Just go f them up." Go play football, and and they did yeah. and absolutely do that. Uh, now, looking at their schedule next year, I, I see I cannot see a way that Georgia doesn't make it back at least at the minimum to the SEC championship game. I'm hoping that South Carolina can be much more improved and make a little bit of noise to kind of you know at least offer some resistance. But Georgia's path even next year looks like they could be the first in in a long time to go three in a row. High Star, any thoughts on the championship game between Georgia and TCU? Say that one more time, bro. Any thoughts on the national championship, Georgia versus TCU? Yes. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, bro, was the fact that they brought the legend out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carolina Sports Talk Nation. LaDainian Tomlinson <laughs> to, to do the 50-yard line down there, right on the field. Show them love. Show them all the support in the world. And guess what Georgia said? I right, so cool. What? He ain't on the field, <laughs> and I don't think yeah. he, him being on the field would have helped him because it, it, it was a reminder to us that was born in the eighties of how old we are. Because Ladanian Tomlinson was doing his thing when we was in our younger twenties or whatever, but it also just showed SEC's dominance on, like, just again the flaw, the one flaw, if you will, with the playoff system is if like one matchup goes the wrong way then you might have something like this where it's not entertaining and it's not something that you would want to do because I know that there's plenty of people that have other opponents that they would have loved to see Georgia face in the championship game facts facts Uh, I think any of those matchups would have been better in a more entertaining game than what that was. I stopped after halftime. Like when I saw how it was going, I think we were there and it was on and we were talking and then it was just like, yeah, nah, this, the matter of fact, I left from over there. <laughs> me, uh, me, high star and Pedro Patty were watching the game. And then right around third quarter, I was like, yo, I'll holla at y'all. I'm going home. <laughs> I couldn't watch any more of the onslaught, but again, congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. Two in a row. They got them championships going back to back, but Nonetheless, right before we get out of here this evening, guys, I do want to give a special round of applause to the South Point High School Stallions men and women's basketball team. Both won some pretty big matchups against Catawba Ridge yesterday. Catawba Ridge High School, their women's team is actually sporting an 11-3 and record, now an 11-4. and And the South Point High School team, uh, women's team has now improved to 12-0 and on the season so congratulations to both of those teams those who may not know i am the stadium announcer for both of those schools uh if you check us out on the youtube page i'll have a little uh quick interview with the head coach of the women's team for you to be able to take a look at there as well as on the tiktok and the twitter page so again we appreciate them and shout out to the south point basketball men and women's team so before we get out of here e we appreciate you joining anything you want to holler at the people before you go man well, real quick before I say anything, I, I think Hotstar wanted to say something. I, I just wanted to give my man his accolades with that. That's all. Oh, okay. Um, 
real quick. I wanted to go in reverse for a second. Who 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 y'all picking to win the Super Bowl? Who's the who's the early Super Bowl picks? Mm. See, I was gonna wait until we got at least to the uh to the divisional round to start making okay, picks. You, you gotta say it now. You gotta say it now. You, you want, yeah, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Can hear you yeah. now, yeah. Would you? you no, want oh no! I was just getting the mic check. Nah, I don't have no. I'm Mike Cliff. I don't got no. I wasn't ready for that question. I'm like Cliff. <laughs> if if because I got to see, I got to per like first thing is like I will say this. <clears throat> I have to see the competition in the AFC versus that like the competition in the NFC during the wild card round. Then I might be able to shape my because there's heavyweights in both in both conferences. So but, I just want to see this wild card weekend play out and how to how to how to you know I mean the port, the quote unquote smaller dogs or the puppies do what they got to do. No, but you've already you, you've already seen you've already seen everything you need to see though. You've seen how great the Chiefs and Bills are. But it's a momentum thing as well. Though. And you've seen like Trevor see, Lawrence mess up a reverse. Yeah. Well, you want to see what you say. What'd you say? He said, and you've you, seen Trevor Lawrence. You've seen everything you need to see. You've seen who's oh, got yeah, momentum, man, and you've Lawrence. seen no, Trevor no, no, Lawrence mess up the reverse. I like that. But this is what it's about. November through February's trends. The trends from November through February. So if we had a line graph, who's trending where? And then what can you depend on as far as healthy uh, health with, with these different rosters or whatever like that? So I just want to see... Where's trending at this first wild card weekend? That's all. We don't got fantasy to look forward to, fellas. How how were your fantasy? How did your fantasies, you know, be pan out? Well, of course, we know where you at with the area. <laughs> and that's all she had to roll. <laughs> but no, if, um, if I'm gonna pick, if because you asked the question in the spirit and respect to that, if I had to pick a team right now, I'm going Niners. Thank you. I agreed. I, I like to say, I and I like I like the fact that you picked the team. Out. I like the fact you picked the team. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'll just say that just because I got to say a team and I want to stick with the NFC right now. But, yeah, no. If I had to think a little bit longer, my my answer might come out of the AFC. But just a quick hot wow, I'm going to just choose the Eagles and their defense and the Bruhs and the Bruhs. Listen, go go ahead. Go ahead. If the Niners win, I might cry because Christian McCaffrey is going to have a ring. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and no, no. Who else? No, 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 no. Who else will have a ring? Brock Purdy. Jimmy Garoppolo. That guy. <laughs> Yo, give me a sound effect for that. No. <laughs> if Jimmy Garoppolo gets a ring. No, you should have did the wait what one. That's the one you should be using. <laughs> you know what? What? Yo, what are you talking about, man? Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> um. But now one more thing I wanted to say. Uh, in high school, I was a three-sport athlete. Went to Westerland. Shout out to them fellas out there. The wrestling team okay. is currently, or at least t- at least last time I checked, which was a few days ago, they are 15-0 and 0 on the season as a team. So, Oh, that's dope. And, 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 res- and folks don't realize wrestling is a team sport, how hard it is to have undefeated record- records like that. So shout out to them. And say, that, say the name of the squad one more time. Westerland, the Falcons. Let's go. All right, we appreciate you, man. High Star, anything you want to holler to people before we get out? Um, I just wanted to give you guys a shout out real quick. Um, of course, E for joining us today, but also Big Cliff and my man Be Easy holding down 
that Hartsville, what is the MLK vibe? I mean, we didn't talk too much about it. We wasn't heavy on it this week. We but weren't. We y'all weren't. Did y'all think. I heard y'all did y'all thing out there, bro. Yeah, you know shout saying? out to the uh, to the Red Fox uh, showcase. Uh, myself, Be Easy, host of the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. We're able to get out there for the third year in a row and uh, show some love out there, man. Some really great, 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 great basketball that was played, including what could potentially be a, a preview of the state matchup between the uh, Lancaster High School fo- uh, football, Lancaster High School and Wilson High School teams. Um, and it was a great matchup. Both teams have been previous to that matchup were undefeated in the state of South Carolina. Lancaster only having lo- one loss to a team out of New York and Wilson previously only having three losses, all of which also were out of state. So really great matchup, high oh, level of basketball uh, being played throughout the Carolinas. And now uh, we're, we're just privileged yeah. to be a part of it here with Crux Media. So definitely. Absolutely. I, I don't want to put too much out there, whatever like that and hold us to a standard where we're over promising and under delivering, but just be on the lookout for you know, as I did in my college days with the fraternity, just be on the lookout for a little something special from uh, Carolina Sports Talk coming up soon. But like like you were mentioning, um, definitely a bunch of sh- uh, talent showcased. The thing is right now that Lancaster, Rock Hill area, along with that Florence area, talent booming, not to mention Charleston, of course. Um, there's a reason why we Carolina sports talk y'all and we're going to definitely dig deeper into the grassroots of, of some of this talent out here, um, in these, in these big sports. And of course, you know, the sports that you guys want as well, because it, you know, as, as I start talking about it and, and what y'all did out there in Hartsville, bro, like I said, I heard from a third party, how good of a job you did, um, at the tournament. And, um, again, one more shout out to Amy from uh, DJ Blaze radio show. Uh, yeah, I'm still shooting my shot. I'm just trying to get everything together. And uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it's just that she's precious, okay? She, she's very, I, I want to show a good time. How, I'm, this is my way of shooting my shot. I got That's my leverage of having a podcast. I'm going to shoot my shot. Hey, yo, Amy. <laughs> You hear what that man say? <laughs> <laughs> she gonna have to listen to the whole podcast to get the last five minutes exactly. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us this week with another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Again, we want to thank Etina, our Panther reporter, my guy High Star, and yours truly, Big Cliff. As always, again, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net, or hit us up on the Facebook page. Carolina Sports Talk talks back. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that. We out here. We out here for you. Peace.